in each uh, generation there is a there are turning points um, in the uh, in my era of uh, opposition to the Vietnam War. The turning point was when the Fr Frank Nicklin government banned street marches and tried to mm. stop us from organising against um, conscription and against the Vietnam War. And for the next period, uh, it only took 10 years before another Premier came along, in this case J.B. Peterson, and he banned street marches in order to prevent the anti-Iranian movement from mobilising people to blockade the yellow cape being shipped from Hamilton Number no. 4 Wharf in Brisbane. And we, uh, ironically, yeah. we, we have a, a government that came to power on the back of that political organisation. So the only reason why they're in power was because there were changes to the electoral system as a result of those many years of um, marches and organising in different groups. Um, yeah. And now they wish to outlaw democratic rights to organise where people are trying to prevent the Adani mine and trying to prevent the coal from being yeah. exported. It must come as a, an irony to someone who's published a book like this to see it revisited oh, so closely. It, I, I am dismayed. I am dismayed that it is a Labor government and worst of all that it's a strongly female Labor government that is doing this. And, and failing to protect the... And it's the environment, for goodness sake, you know? I, I don't... Yeah, obviously power corrupts. <laughs> um, but at least, you know, the, the gerrymander is there. And the laws that were passed in 93 do give um, protesters more protection than they have ever had before um, for the right to protest. Uh, Jonathan Sree is... Um, has written a couple of posts about that on his website, um, talking about how that um, act that was passed in 93, I think it was, um, protected the right to march and to protest in Queensland. So we have got their, that there, and just hopefully they're not going to... Um, but somebody was telling me yesterday that they're... I, I don't know whether they passed it or they're, they're trying to pass quite extreme measures against mar marching, like banning anyone who participates in the march from entering the city. Yes, I saw, a, yeah. I saw a, um, a broadcast from a young woman's phone inside the watch house and she was one oh. of the people that spoke at a rally in Musgrave Park and uh, the police arrested her under the Bail Act pro prohibiting her from going back into the CBD because she had been previously arrested for locking on in the CBD. And that uh. was a, quite a plaintive uh, plea from her, from the Brisbane Watch House, um, asking people to support the um, Extinction Rebellion people um, yes. because she had been, she's been taken out, in, basically. She can't um, participate. Into the CBD? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's that's crazy stuff. I I'm just yes, uh, yes. I think we all need to join them. That's what I think needs to happen, and and I think it will happen. I mean, UQ after 
the fall of Joe, it became quite right-wing and, and so on. So it's really great to see that activism starting up again. Uh, um, we've got a Bielke Blues talk at a UQ, the UQ Bloom Festival next Friday um, and talking about the protest movement and we're being interviewed by a young student protester. So that's going to be very interesting. Um, but it, it's great. I mean, I think... Young people should be active and, and vocal, and the rest of us too. We may be a bit more tired now, but we should um, definitely... The more people that join the Extension Rebellion people, maybe we don't all have to chain ourselves, but if we all gather in large numbers, then it has to have some effect, surely. You mentioned that um, you know it's women in the Labor Party that are running the show and that they're leading this uh, yeah. attack. We, we have to say, though, that the women in the Labor Party in government, I'm talking specifically about the two ministers, both Jackie Trad and Anastasia Palaszczuk, yeah. they did decriminalise abortion uh, and they did... Yes, they did pass, that's good. They passed um, laws that prohibit people from harassing women who are going to abortion clinics... Now, that's got to be that's a good, good thing because that's yes. showing where yes, the, the power good. relationship, you know, you can't just say blanket people should have the right to hold up, for example, a placard with a with an unborn fetus in front of a, a woman who's going to an abortion cl clinic. That that kind of harassment should be outlawed. Um, yes. So, you know, when we talk about civil liberties, um, there's, there's, uh, a, there's yes, more to I it. Ah, yes, I don't know. But I don't know. That, that's such a personal attack. You know, that's a different kind of, of protest. That's a very personal thing. Um, you know, it's not like, um, I suppose, people who are being held up in the traffic and made late for their work meetings are finding it very personal as well. But there, there comes a point where... You know, it has to disrupt um, the everyday workings. And I think it, it, in this day and age, it, it has to, well, probably every day and age, it had to disrupt economically to have any impact. Don't you think that, that that's the only way to, because it seems the government is so controlled economically by the big companies like Adani, uh, who have so much influence just in... Well, I suppose funding and, and job prospects or whatever people think that they are offering, um, that disruption is what works. On one level, it is a personal attack when someone holds up a fetus in front of a, someone going to an abortion clinic. But on, mm. on another level, isn't it an attack on all women? Because basically what it's saying is that the patriarchy must be able to determine uh, uh, the c control over a woman's body. And that, it seems to me, when they take that position, they're saying we're sort of a higher, we're, we have, we're calling on a higher authority. And that, and that authority, if you take away women's right to control their own body, then what you're fact, in fact doing is you're attacking women generally yes yes well and um, you know but a lot of these protesters are women themselves aren't they 
um, the the right to life is. And you know, I can I can understand their point of view, but I think it all gets skewed. I think that the life of the the woman is is valuable, and that she has the right to control her own fertility. That's just basically it. Um, yeah, so I'm very glad that they have outlawed that. Um, but it is, um, yeah, well, different one, from... One, one of the strongest voices behind Bjorki Peterson, uh, not Flo, <laughs> was um, Rona Joyner, who was a, a right to life. Oh, yeah, remember uh, her. And what was Fred Nile as well? He was around the same time. But he, but Fred Nile's still around, and he was in New South Wales. But Rona Joyner uh, wanted Bjorki Peterson to ban sex education in schools, which he did. He banned two really quite modest, uh, they're called Makos and Semp. And... Um, so, and also she wanted um, uh, all, that teachers couldn't uh, be homosexuals, was the way she put it. So, uh, so she yeah. wanted to ban gay people from, uh, from teaching children. So th- there was a, um, you know, an organised voice behind him, which he would use in his populist way, to garner support, um, enough support to win elections. Yeah, and I think um, too, it's the he, you know he was very much a believer that he was driven by God. He was you know a God fearing Lutheran, so all of that feeds into it as well. And that's something else we've got to be keeping a careful eye on these days. Okay, um, can you tell us some? practical details of where the book can be bought and um, how much it costs um, yeah. and any events. So, and I'll tell you about a couple of... So we've got... Um, the books are available online, direct from the and also website, uh, A-N-D-A-L-S-O, books, B-O-O-K-S.com.au. Uh, you can buy them direct there and get them posted out, or they're available in Avid Reader, Riverbend, the Mary Ryan stores, Folio Books, State Library, Museum of Brisbane. Um, Brisbane City Council uh, Library, I noticed they have them Brisbane too. City Council Libraries, uh, Books at Stones. We've got an event at Stones Corner on Wednesday night, the 16th of October, at Lady Marmalade Cafe, starting at 6.30, a panel of so speakers. So that's the 16th of October at 6.30 at Lady Marmalade in Stones Friday. Corner. Yeah, and on Friday at 5pm at uh, the UQ Lakes for the UQ Bloom Festival. Okay. And um, the books are also available in Townsville at Mary Who and in a bookstore in Cairns. There's a full list of bookstores that are stocking the book on the And Also Books website and Facebook page and also Better Read Than Dead in Sydney. I think also um, Glebe Books and Reading's Books in Melbourne. Just one final question before you go, Edwina. Have you got anything to say to uh, new aspiring writers um, as to how they should go about um, getting their work published? Yes, sure. (laughs) First, write it and write it. uh, Get it done. Then get education or help mentoring, editing, 
um, that that work, that first draft, and really the the truth is, it, it's not easy. It's going to take time. You can get very lucky, and I hope that everybody is. Um, but yeah, it takes time. There are lots of small journals. Self publishing is becoming more and more acceptable, and that's perhaps a good way to go. Small presses as well, um, but don't think you're going to become a Leanne Moriarty or a J.K. Rowling um, overnight and be live the life of the rich and famous. I've been writing and publishing for 17 years, and um, yeah, it's yes, <laughs> it's like being any artist, you know. It's it's a great life. It enriches your life, but it may not make you rich. <laughs> it may do. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to say, yeah, Bielke Blues is $30. Okay. Thanks very much for that.